Welcome to Get to the Point with your hosts, Sean Anderson, Jody Leone, and Jake Fine. I, I still think that what I said before you ran to go to the bathroom, I think that could be really interesting to the podcast. Like a concept. You know what I'm saying? Are you talking? What? What are you talking? Do you hear? About? Oh, is it what I hear? What I, I said, said when I came back from the bathroom? No, no, no. When you left to the bathroom, you're like, oh, I'm gonna bring the microphone in there with. Me. Oh, oh, oh. That. And I said, let's record the whole show in there. And so then that formulated the thought of, imagine a whole podcast where both hosts are on the toilet the whole time. Well, I. It's like midway. The acoustics. I, I feel like our listeners would be able to tell with the acoustics. I'm just imagining you're like mid conversation. You would have to get the, the most grimy, disgusting people to, to to host this show. But just mid conversation, you can just push shit out, dude. I don't know. Are, are we are we regressing in our com- uh, comedic? Uh, uh, I don't know styles between us because in our instagram dms it seems like 80 percent of the things that you send me are like fart memes <laughs> and i just laugh at every single one what are we doing like there's funnier the, stuff the, out be- there. the best stuff that i've sent you has been those fart videos i have to stand by especially the one where the guy asks the girl for his, her phone number and she's on the phone and then he proceeds to turn around and fart and then blow it in her face i think that actually I, I opened our last show <laughs> I think it, it might have. I I don't I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think it is base level humor. I, I think if you avoid laughing at that stuff, you're pretentious. Mm-hmm. I think the dumbest people are the ones who choose not to be entertained by stuff like that. Oh, like like they just they can't have a little bit of whim. <laughs> it has to be some very very sophisticated uh, Portlandia type right. humor. Right, I, I think... And Fred Armisen's a genius, and he's awesome. And I, I think he's very yeah. funny. But uh, it's a, it's not a big fart joke fun time. Right, but like what I'm getting at is I think that if you are the type of person that you feel that you're above certain forms of comedy yeah. and humor, yeah, I, I think that actually shows less intelligence rather than more. Like, you should have the just mental range to process things and find things entertaining... I don't think it's stupidity. If you can find more things entertaining and funny, I think that that is a, a a definition of intelligence. So you think that if we did a show with both of us on the toilet with twenty five foot long XLR cables, and our I, listeners I don't enjoyed think that, you... they would be very very they'd be smart and, and comedically in tune with the world. <laughs> I don't think you and I are the two people to do that. Uh, I think we would need to find you would need to find two people who are funnier than us. Hey man, why not us? I. I I think if you put like Burt Kreischer and somebody else oh, in boy. a scenario like that, like that would be a good pairing. I don't know how I feel about him and his podcast. I think he's fine. I think that that Kool Aid li- clip was, which was very one? funny. Uh, You're talking about the one he does with Segura. Yeah, I, I listen to that one a lot. I like that show. It's a good show. Segura has been hard for me because, like, I get Segura, but the video of him breaking his leg and arm is so horrific that I can't oh, like Segura yeah. because it's just the worst injury 
I've ever seen. Uh, Second to Kevin Ware. That is the worst injury I think I've ever seen. Right, and it's it's one thing if you see a high-powered athlete injure themselves in the way that Cow- uh, Kevin Her- Ware did. Yeah. But to see somebody who's just like a, a typical Joe Schmo in bad shape, it's it hits more close to home. Yeah, they were doing a like, dunk Damn, contest. Damn, that, that could be me. Yeah, exactly. I'm thinking, yeah, me and my friends do dunk contests. That's and horrific. you're a lot bigger. You got a lot more weight coming down on the ground. Um, yeah, but I got bigger ankles, though. I got some thick-ass True. ankles. But I, You got more support. I don't know. I'm just – I'm terrified. That was a terrifying clip because I'm like, well, if I turn 40 and I try to do this, I'm going to do that. It's the scariest thing I think I've seen. All I don't know. I've watched two horror movies this year. Not as scary as thinking about that Tom Segura video. Not even close. I, I still haven't even watched it. Don't. Like I saw the I saw the the, the thumbnail. Yeah. And that's enough no, enough to deter me. No. Like yeah. I'm not gonna you see a clip of someone moving in that direction, you're not you're not clicking in on that. Thing. It's like people telling you to watch Midsummer. Not gonna do it. Yeah. I've heard you tell yeah. me about it. I'm not gonna do it. It's just like the disturbing description is enough. Yeah. Like what I do, I don't like horror movies. Not at all. So what I'll do is I, I will go on Wikipedia and I will lead, read the plot description, mm-hmm. and that's the furthest I'll go. That's the most I'll put in. I can't dig it. I'll watch it. I'll horror movie my way into a date, but I will not watch it fun mm. casually. Can't do it. No. It's the I, opposite I've had a way lot of girls give me, give me shit for, for not being very anti-horror movie, which I don't care. I, I I just can't get into it. I don't know how one you can watch them in general. They're disturbing. I don't I don't need to be disturbed. I'm watching something to be entertained, not to be disturbed and to think about all the fucked up shit that I just watched. People like the rush. Like I, I prefer to gamble and watch sports. Yeah, <laughs> I like yeah, that rush. I think if you get a rush from that stuff, you are a disturbed individual. Well, I don't know. I think anybody gets the rush. We both would get the rush. Like when I watch it, I'm like, oh, oh here it comes. Here it comes. And now I'm sitting here. Okay, but uh, why would you need to, to even know what some of those things are visually like? Like, I don't need to know what those things are like. No, I got you. Dude, trust me. I got you. I'll only watch them if I'm on a date. I'll only do it then. Uh. It's still too much. No, nah, it's not. I don't, I don't, I don't need know. to look like I don't need to look like a pussy on a date, so I I will not. I just... <laughs> well, you Speaking don't... of looking like a oh, like a God. pussy on a date, here's the great transition from Joe here. That's that, that rules. <laughs> Let's just get into this, why don't we? I've gotten better at transitioning. We we've both gotten better at transitioning. Thank so you. you you can't give me. But speaking of transitioning, so Sean, can you share with our our listeners the horrendous gaffe that you did by poorly wording. I told my girlfriend what you did, by the way, and she was very disturbed that you you didn't think to put a different word instead of the word that you used to describe me. But go ahead. Please explain to our listeners. I don't like this topic because it was just a miscommunication, but it's also what I consider you. And you have Not to get over it. Not a miscommunication. Well, it was, a poor, it was poorly worded by me. I, I left out one word. Left out one. But that's probably because we're not only broadcast partners. So if I refer to you as my partner, it means we do a ton of ventures together. And I was talking to a girl, and uh, I brought you up. I said, oh, my partner is living out in L.A. And she took that as meaning 
my life partner. And uh, we're, I guess, probably life partners in the work sense, in the friend sense, but not life partners in the uh, uh, relationship sense. And uh, that's how it was construed. And this was a girl I was actually uh, vibing with. I, I think I really did have a shot with her. And uh, it became a, uh, a lead balloon very, very quickly because my stupid ass decided to, to not put broadcast partner in front of the term when talking about Joe DeLeon, who, to still right now, I do consider my partner. In all, I it, it, have, just, go ahead. You, you and I have gone back and forth on this. I don't mean to cut you off. Mm-hmm. Y- and you kind of gave the Spark Notes version of the story. Yeah, I think you could have given a little bit more. Because you gave me more details uh, when you told me the story. <laughs> what more details? I have gone, I, I don't know. You were a little bit more descriptive when you told me the story the first time. I have gone back and forth with you on this. I have no problem saying that you and I are... I don't know what word to use to describe it. I think the word partner is a terrible word choice, especially in 2021, to describe somebody that you work closely with and that you're very good friends with. And then you also lived with and showered with for four years. It's not the right word to use unless you're referring in, it in the true meaning of the sense. Nobody thinks partner means... What it, the meaning of the word partner, if you use that, that word 30, 40 years ago, you probably would have been fine. If you use that in like 1990, 1980, I don't think anyone would have blinked twice. But you're using it in an age where life partner and partner is typically used to just, just the word partner is used to describe. And actually, it's not even, it doesn't always even mean a gay relationship. It could just mean somebody that you're seeing. So on top of that, you basically just hinted at the fact to this girl you were speaking to that you're, you're, you're with somebody else without providing any context. There has to be a better word to describe the relationship that you and I have other than partner. There isn't. I just... I, I, I said colleague. I should have... Ex- colleague? You only view me as a colleague? I, uh, colleague's not right. Uh, maybe business partner? I don't know, dude. I just look. I if you're gonna be the best man at my wedding, I'm gonna be the first witness at your divorce. Then I, we are partners. That's how it works. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's how it works. Okay, I will. It's an industry term, and I've told you this over and over again. It's an say industry radio term. Radio partner. Say radio partner. Shut up. I don't know. Co-host. I've used the word co-host uh, multiple times. But we're not just co-hosts. We started a freaking club in Rhode Island. We did all that stuff. Radio partner. Radio partner's fine. Production partner. Broadcast partner's fine. I should have just said broadcast partner okay. because she's a casual. Okay. Right. But if I'm talking but, to somebody in yes. the industry, it's just partner. That's how it is. I, I was using jargon when I should have just been more descriptive. Okay, fair. And that's scary. I will off. only allow it. I will only allow it if you promise to be at all of my divorce hearings. For my first divorce. Only the first one. Well, what about the second one? Do you think we drift apart after the second one? <laughs> no, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna drag you through that. If you go to the first one, see I see it's gonna be a cyclical cycle. Every time I go through a breakup, I'm gonna come running to you. It's just naturally gonna happen. Yeah. So in the you know, when I get divorced, I'm gonna lean on you and you're gonna have to come to my divorce hearings. I'm not gonna put you through that a second time, but I'm still gonna lean on you. Hey, wait I gotta get a a, a, a review. <laughs> You got to give me the draft of, of your speech at my wedding. You just have to. Oh, definitely not. No, you're going to do some bad stick. Shtick, are, and my, they, my friends are going to carve you up, man. I just can't do it. 
there's going to be a lot of references to uh, the amount of time we've spent nude together, and I think that's probably going to be most of it. I don't know why you're fixated on that. We sp- well, because it's it's just it's good best man commentary. Is it not? I guess. I mean, yeah. I think when when your first marriage, when I'm up there giving a speech, I'd probably I, I got a good a good amount of stories about you. So that'll be okay. What is this? Okay, well, I, I I'm disturbed by how committed you are to this bit. I was partially joking. <laughs> you really you really think how, how many divorces over under? How many do you think I go through? Uh, two. And then Dude, you die fuck. alone at 66. Jesus. You don't think I make it past 60? Nah. Well, no, you're kind I of you're little. No, no. I, little guys live longer. Yeah, I'm smaller than you. I don't know. Maybe you, you don't become a boat person, but I think you're someone who always thinks about getting a boat, but you never do. Uh, I mm. think... You think I'll die on a boat? Mm, Is that what you're getting at? No. I'm trying to think how you would die. Maybe you just get clubbed upside the head at 80 and you, you, your brain, you know, stops. I think that's how you take an assault. I think that's how it works. <laughs> you, you think that at the age of I think you die by blunt, 80, forced at, blunt force at 80, yes. Right, saying something I shouldn't have, getting myself into a... Uh, I'm trying to think of a way to describe or it. Or you get knocked off it's trying to run for some office, I think. I think you get rock, uh, knocked off trying to run for office. You think I'd run for office? No, but I think it's something you would consider, and then you just would not. You they would just get rid of you. Someone would shoot me. Yeah, that happened in 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 Florida. There's like this. I was talking to my friends the other night. There's there's this woman who's running for Congress. I think. Yeah. In Florida, very pretty. She's very pretty. That was why we were talking about her. And the person she was running against in the primary tried to have her assassinated. Oh. So now God. she's running unopposed. Yeah. Jesus. So don't run in Florida. How do you think I die? Heart attack? Uh, I don't know if heart attack... Well, do you have a history of that in your family? No. Healthy hearts. Okay. So despite the overall size of the beings in the Anderson family, no heart attack. So mm-hmm. it's probably not going to be a heart attack. I mean, maybe high cholesterol. I could probably see yeah, that for you. I think, if yeah. you don't get your shit together or just like... Some type of liver disease mm. might be on the agenda for you. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I, I think all my all my uncles and dads and family all drank pretty I, pretty not hard, but they're drinkers in their twenties, and then they all just kind of mellowed out. So that's kind of I, I see myself following that trajectory. <laughs> and then you know, getting it. Together. You can't guarantee that. You you can't you can't guarantee that. Because what if you just have like we we won't know when we're when we're in our late thirties and forties raising kids we're not going to know what it's like to raise kids during whatever year that is Mm -hmm. like it's getting increasingly more stressful to raise kids because kids get away with more bullshit you can't hit your kids you can't spank them you can't punish them for doing stupid things otherwise you're an abusive parent so it's like uh, you can't guarantee that your kids don't drive you to drink I think I'm probably going to raise my kids just about with the same amount of physical discipline that my, my dad raised me. <laughs> Not as much as how much my granddad raised him, but uh, about, about the same as how my dad raised me. Well, there, yeah, there's a, a very gradual drop-off mm-hmm. in the amount of uh, force and impact used well, in raising over the years from generation to generation. Well, I'm definitely going to try to get my kids to play college athletics because I want them to get paid. 
I want them to get a scholarship, and then on top of that, I want them to get some big-time lucrative endorsement deal because, Joseph, they can do that now. No one is going to pay your kid, ugly-ass kids <laughs> to endorse anything, but go ahead, continue. That was my setup for you. I know. Okay, Sean, you're referring God. to the NIL laws. But I'm looking for I a new partner. Fuck you. <laughs> the NIL laws that were put into place this week on July 1st, absolute free-for-all. No one has any goddamn clue how any of it works. Right. I got into a spat with some absolute buffoon who doesn't know how to read, who's the biggest clown and joke on Twitter who I've only had negative interactions with. Mm -hmm. John Vogel, I'm referring to you, a man who notoriously spoke out against Black Lives Matter during all that and then also used it as a time to promote abortion propaganda. For some reason, tried to paint me Mm. the day before as somebody who was against NIL. Well, Vogel, you fucking moron. Oh, damn. I am very in favor of NIL. I, fu- I can't stand that guy. And he ducked out of the fight because he's a pussy. Mm. Total pussy. Damn. He walked away. As, so- as, so- as soon as I called him out, he walked away. Completely walked away, which is the, the softest thing that has- I've ever I've dealt with on Twitter. If you're going to fucking fight me, you fight me. Oh, T- come at- come for my head. Well, you, re- you don't realize how mad I got when that happened. Dude, if anyone's never, curious, go check my Twitter. Yeah, because he's soft. I, I kind of want to stir the pot and-, and ask him why I didn't respond. I kind of want to, but mm. my point here, I'm very in favor of NIL. I think that all of this stuff is is fantastic. You're seeing guys get small deals, big deals. I, I like the fact that you're seeing players create their own branding, their own websites. That stuff is fantastic. Right. And I have some takeaways. I, I want to save one of them for later because I, I th- it might cause a little bit of a debate between you and I. Mm-hmm. But the first thing I got to come out and say, Sean, and I had a couple guys that are current players who I spoke to about in this regard. There are too many guys right now, guys. And look, I'm, I'm really happy, happy for you that you have the opportunity to get these endorsements. But you got to understand what market, marketability is. There is not going to be opportunities for you if you have 400 followers on Instagram, 400 followers on Twitter, and you are a backup on an FCS program. I hate to say that. I hate to be an asshole. But that's true. There are way too many guys that we're posting about. Like, my DMs are open. Guys, if you don't have any market marketability and you don't have anything to brand, you're not really a part of this group. You need to find other opportunities. I know that sounds like I'm squashing uh, people's dreams here, but you got to make yourself marketable. Guys, people and businesses are not just going to pay you if you have no audience and no one knows who you are. It, you're, there's no difference from you and a regular college student to an extent. Well, that's true, Joe, but they have to take the shot just in case. You don't know if a small business follows them or whatever happens. But aside from that, they can also run camps and clinics. I mean, I I think that my sisters are both going to do that because everybody in my town knows that they're both playing Division I college softball and they'll be able to now run their own thing. And they can do that and then uh, make money from it advertising that they are Division I softball players that are going to take your kids and do a clinic with them and teach them how to pitch and hit and run the bases and do whatever. So – I'm sure there are plenty of other people and athletes who are the college football player or the college basketball player in their town, however big or small, that'll say, hey, Mm. come and learn from this guy. He learned uh, how to uh, make it to college and play college athletics, and now maybe your kids can too. Or come learn from this swimmer. She's fantastic. She'll teach you the technique and meet up at the pool, and then you get paid. So it's it's just – 
I think that's going to be very strong for those that don't have as much influence. You know, not everybody's going to be uh, the the big the big dog Bo Nix getting signed by a major T brand on uh, day one. So we just move forward, and I think everybody has now the opportunity if they want to to set up clinics, get paid. Right, I, I'm 100% in agreement with you, and I, I think if you're not one of those bigger name guys with massive followings that have these big brands coming for you, you do have to get a little bit creative. You have to, guys, go out and learn how to create your own content. Record TikToks. There's a lot of guys that were already doing that, and now they have the opportunity to profit off of it. Create YouTube videos, start streaming on on Twitch. Like you said, build a, a build a brand and a business doing camps, and you can slap your name. It's, it's easier to market a, a camp business if you're a current athlete rather than a former one. Yeah. Because then you can actually point to those stuff the, the stuff that you've done. You can post clips and things that you're doing during the season. All that stuff is really good for marketability. My qualm, and it kind of goes in the line of there are just always going to be guys in situations like this and, and also girls, any athlete that are just going to assume that there's going to be a handout. And it's not the case. If you're not uh, under the umbrella of the people who are getting reached out for major deals, you have to cre- get creative. You have to put the work in. Mm-hmm. It's also similar to when you see guys that get decently recruited, show up to a school, put in the bare minimum effort, and then get upset when they're not starting, and then they transfer out. I think that there is going to be a lot of that going on where some people are going to feel disenfranchised that they're not getting offered money for endorsements in small businesses near campus, and people aren't coming to them. You have to use this now. If no one's coming to you, you have to then go create opportunities for yourself. I will also say that um, Joe and I will most of the time always be pro-athlete. I'd say 99% of the time, pro-athlete standing by their side. With that being said, we know athletes can be giant assholes. We know that they can be difficult. uh, They can whine. They expect a little. They're entitled. and We know this because Joe and I were athletes at the college level, and we were both assholes. (laughs) Maybe not at at such an extreme degree. But there were definitely times where, where things were expected, or <laughs> there was a, either misplaced anger or correctly placed anger, or there was some ego. But So if you think that we're just coming at this with an unbiased look and every athlete uh, they should be sticking it to the regular college student, nope. That's not how it is because we understand how the others feel, uh, even though we might not agree with it. Just understand, if you think a- athletes are assholes and jerks, you're probably right. <laughs> There's some that aren't, but for the most part, at least for, for Joe and I, I mean, we were, we, we played with some great dudes. Like, uh, I don't know, Yanni was not an asshole. There were plenty of guys that were really good, really cool. But I don't know. Just pull like a random one name player. You're just like Yanni, and then we're going to move on. We don't have any other people that we can name. Sonny, <laughs> uh, no, not We don't an need asshole. to go down that. Um, let me no. think. We don't need to, okay. Are we really going to do the not an asshole thing? We're not going to go down. Well, no, no, no. I'm just saying that, that, that there, there we, is we going it. to be an entitled. <laughs> there is going to be an entitled nature yes. to this, just like it is in the NFL, where guys assume that stuff is going to be given to them. And I think it also it's very similar to when you see players finish up their careers at smaller programs or like maybe get very limited playing time and don't really get on the field. That are just going to assume professional teams are going to come calling and agents are going to come calling mm-hmm. and then. You know, like I, I get, if I'm being completely honest, doing the NFL Prospects podcast, I get a disturbing amount of DMs from people not saying like, hey, you know, like uh, being polite and saying like, hey, like, how do you guys go about getting interviews on the show? 
I have had a, a over a dozen current players or guys that just finished that have directly said to me, when am I coming on the show? Guys that are have played like four snaps, mm. guys that have, have, have not gotten onto the field and have not made an impact at small universities yeah, so or even some bigger on ones. Are, is, I, I don't know. I... <laughs> I'm being serious though. I know it's like it's obnoxious. There, there's those. I know. I know. It's a dumbass joke. <laughs> but there's a level of entitlement. You're gonna get a, a level of entitlement. Uh, yeah. Don't bring the yucks. Trying to have a fun. I'm trying show. to have a serious conversation. Whatever, man. So, are you uh, are you upset that you missed out on this? Yeah, I, I I wanted to I wanted to take that angle. I am nothing but happy for these guys, Sean. Yeah. I'm nothing but excited to see. It. Yes, I'm nothing but excited to see opportunities for these players to now make history and to be the first athletes to profit off of their likeness. And it also makes me happy knowing that guys from bad backgrounds and families that didn't have a lot of money growing up can now, even if they don't make it to the NFL, pull their family up out of those situations. But that being said, like, I don't know about you, man. I and I think a lot of guys that just finished, and even like a, someone like Reggie Bush too, guys that got dinged by the NCAA for taking a little bit of money for signing some autographs, or taking some money from an agent, it fucking sucks. Seeing that all you know, we missed this by a couple years. What? And I'm not. I'm not saying it sucks that I'm. I'm upset that guys are able to do this. Yeah. But I stand by the fact that I think you and I would have been perfect for this timing. Well, I still have another year of eligibility, so I might cash in. Who knows? No, you don't, you, you don't have that anymore. What do you mean I don't have that anymore? Brandon, we didn't play you, the 27. I can do whatever I want. That doesn't. You don't just hold on to that year of eligibility. It's a five-year window. Then why is Lorenzo Bryant still playing? Uh, he got like six medical red shirts. He was there before we got two, there. I'm a, two years removed. And then a co- and then a COVID, he got uh, a, he got two medical red shirts and, a, and then a COVID red shirt. So he's like a quadruple senior. That's not the point. But you know what I'm getting at here is yeah, that it sucks. if this had happened when we were seniors, right when we were picking up steam, that was when we signed with our, our show with Believe. Yeah. And like that was a big deal. There, we had a lot of press opportunities that people reached out to us and were like, hey, can we talk to you about doing an article? Yeah. But like, could you imagine if, if this had hit the ground running? I think that it would have been, we would have been very marketable in, in, in doing something along these lines. And I'm not saying that we would have had like a, a, a fat endorsement thrown at us, but I, you know, I don't think it's unrealistic to assume that maybe some agency or like someone would have tried to take us on as, as media personalities, as current players. Yeah. I wouldn't say we were cool. I would say that we were uh, no. serviceable for somebody or a company or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cool. We were unique. Yeah, unique. No one was doing yeah. uh, w- what else we were doing. No. And even in the even in the era of NIL, no one else is doing it. The only person, Kyle Hamilton's the only person I've seen say that they're going to start a podcast. That's it. Mm. Yeah, it's it's uh, it was very very new, and people were impressed. And I guess we've cultivated a bit of an audience. And I don't I don't we, for the FCS podcast. A lot of people may not know or remember in the early stages of it, it was very obvious and we had to go through a lot of channels to make sure everybody knew that we were not getting paid because we could not mm. infringe upon the likeness deals and we couldn't get paid and we had to have long conversations with uh, our boss at Believe and we had to have conversations with uh, reporters and coaches and the SID. 
it was a freaking pain. It was going to be peanuts anyways whenever we were getting paid to start off that show. But it still would have been something, you know. It would have been. A, and it would we have, we yeah. we also got a, a hard time from compliance a little bit. Yeah, I am va- like vaguely remembering that now. I remember we got called into compliance. We had to sign something. Like we had to like do all. I I remember we thought we were in trouble. I'm like, hey, dude, we 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 are not getting paid. We're not. Yeah. It's hard to sell that, and now it's going to be, hey, I am getting paid, and. You have an issue with this, why? And then it's going to be for some stupid uh, company that sells CBD or something, and it's going to be a big uh, trickle-down effect. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. I just, it, it really killed me because, like, you pointed out all that stuff. How it, it felt as though we were walking on eggshells while we were trying to do it. It, it felt like we were afraid. Yeah, just because we were to, trying to advance our careers within broadcasting, right? Right, and the other kids in the in the media program. That's why, like, sometimes it pissed me off some of the kids that we did the media stuff with, uh, you know, just generally giving us a hard time and acting like what they were doing was so difficult. We had so many more constraints on top of us that we had to be so, so careful. And the reality of it, because we were, I think that we always held ourselves back a little bit because we couldn't really go full, full go. Yeah. And the most marketable time for us would have been when we were seniors. Like that's like the most unique thing to say. Like, wow, these two guys are producing podcasts together and are professionals and are doing a really good job. I think we could have exploded, but we got we got fucked by the timing a little bit. We we definitely did. But there's gonna be people that go out and do their own thing. I know Susanna was telling me about a couple of BC players and how they have some pretty big TikTok stuff and following. And I guess some of them do like mm-hmm. a cooking. One of them does a cooking thing, and they, they just. The FBS athletes just they they they're gonna be if they have any sort of creativity, or if they're just super serious and they want to make inspirational stuff or they want to do workout stuff, it's it's the world. They're gonna it's theirs. Go ahead, go get it, and they're gonna be able to. Trust me, they're gonna be able to. They are more popular than whatever uh, Pike Pike guy that you, that you know. Doesn't matter. They are going to run it up, and they're gonna run up a check, and they're gonna be driving around campus in some nice cars. <laughs> I'm excited to see it. And. It's going to be a little bit of uh, not not envy because it's not I wish I – maybe it is envy because I, I wish I had that when I was there. But also mm-hmm. it's like, okay, like I can separate myself from being – it's not an angry envy. It's like a, a longing, I, I would say, like like ah. Right. Yeah. That's a really good point. It, it's I, like I feel disenfranchised in the sense that it's it's not like, like damn, these guys don't deserve it. Like we right. should have got – it's more so – We're not player we haters by any sh- means. We just missed out. Yeah. Like we <laughs> – and maybe we're too full of ourselves by saying we could have mm. made something off of this and we could have done something off of this. Right. I, I just I, – and I hate to look back and, and say, you know, the shoulda, coulda, woulda crap. It just it, – it, it stings a little bit seeing like these guys already exploding and some like no-name people are already picking up some team, some steam that are like at small programs that just have a little bit of marketability based on their personalities. Like it, it just really makes me wonder what could have been if, if this had happened two years earlier dude i would have loved the big smoke burrito at caliente i would have loved it if they uh, we wouldn't we wouldn't have gotten yeah, that, that would have been a little tough. maybe i zone yeah <laughs> whatever maybe i zone let, let me ask you a question here sean sure. um this is pulling back the curtain one could consider this to be unprofessional do we save the other two topics for a separate show and continue to talk nil hmm well, I and think we record this. I think the second show after this. If we're doing college football, we should go to topic three, 
which I just highlighted, and we'll skip uh, this okay, one. Okay, we'll, we'll we'll record topic four after. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, the other thing, I want, the other angle I wanted to take here, I wanted to discuss before we move on to that Kansas State video. I really, truly believe, and I think we're starting to see an early wave of this without like getting any real quotes from any guys, but I strongly feel that programs with developed business and marketing programs at their schools, and maybe some are going to even create specific sports branding programs just for these athletes to take. I think any schools that have those levels of advancement in their academics mm-hmm. are going to have a huge advantage in recruiting. And the, the schools I'm referencing, I think like schools like Stanford, I think schools like Notre Dame are a good example. Ohio State is a very good academic institution. Michigan's a very good academic institution. Texas, uh, Southern California. A lot of those schools, like I, I think that it's going to provide opportunities for programs outside of the SEC to build themselves up because now that they can say, look, we're in a huge market. Alabama is not really that big of a market. It's just a really big brand. Yeah. That's why they've always done so well and because of Nick Saban in recruiting. But now I think what's going to deem a lot of success is, all right, whose coach is the coolest with all of the NIL stuff and is not going to restrict us? And then also, who has the best opportunity for us to learn how to build ourselves up mm-hmm. as not only as an athlete, but as a business? Like I spoke to a Notre Dame recruit, four-star recruit, and I was talking with him and it, it just I could kind of feel the sense from the conversation that I had with him that he and the other guys in the 2023 class were really taking into account like we want to go somewhere that's going to provide us a chance to learn not just to go and be a big name, but we want to learn how to make ourselves into a multifaceted athlete. Right. And I think that that is going to be the trend now is which schools have the most academic resources to help these guys become not just an athlete on the field and then eventually an NFL player or just a good student, but to become their own business. That is the next wave of college football in my eyes. I think it's going to be – we're going to see – we're going to see a lot more not – I'd say sa- we're going to see more savvy football players. We're going to see more savvy athletes. And I, I, I hate that we keep on focusing on football because it's a, a total athlete thing and I try to stay as well-rounded with the athletes, but we just have more of a focus there. So that's why you're using football as an example. Well, we, we played football. Yes. We can, we're, I can't relate to a basketball player or – a golf athlete. Right. I, I just can't. I get it. But um, it's going to be players of all sports that are going to be looking at this like, oh, wow. Now this is something else that I have to think about. And they're going to start treating themselves like a brand instead of somebody that goes in, does a lift, eats uh, uh, some oatmeal, does a practice, goes to class. So it, it's going to be another – it's it, it's going to be a little more uh, – uh, the world is going to get – I was watching some clips from the movie Fences on YouTube, um, and I guess it's a it was a, I guess it's a good movie. I'm, I'm not sure I haven't seen the whole movie, but uh, Denzel Washington was talking about a, a story from his character's uh, uh, childhood. He said, "Yeah, I left home and world the world got real big real quick." And I've been thinking about that. I'm like, "Well, the world's about to get real big real quick for these athletes who are seeing now business and they're seeing marketing and they're seeing themselves involved in all of it." And for us. It's kind of been a little quick, you know, after we've left, but we've always wanted to be in that sphere, so we understood how big it really is. But a lot of these athletes who have been all about just working out, nutrition, uh, relationships, classes, whatever, now it's business on top of that. It's going to be interesting. I I think a lot of people are going to thrive. We're going to see a lot more 
real world ready athletes. Where sometimes you see, I mean, we saw it. How many athletes are, were really, really ready for the real world aside from us? And they, they, we, I don't even know how ready we were. You know, we're going to see more professionals well, it, coming out. Yes. And it, it, well, it's just off that last point you made, it sucks to say this, but like, we were probably the most ready to jump into the real world out of the guys in our, our graduating class. And we didn't even really have our, our stuff together. But but I, I do agree that it, you're either going to have those that are self-sufficient and are going to want to do as much of this on their own and really, really build themselves up. Or the other avenue is guys are just going to be really, really good about putting together teams of uh, an agent, uh, marketing managers, um accountants lawyers like putting together all of that stuff to really maximize their potential earnings and it's it's going to come down to who benefits the most from this is not always going to be who's the best athlete and who's the biggest name yeah but it is definitely going to be those and it's like we see this in the nfl like a guy like russell wilson he's the full package that guy has a production company he has turned himself into probably one of the most likable names in the nfl patrick mahomes same thing he's got his own brand like all that Guys like that, Lamar Jackson's another one. Guys who know how to maximize that stuff are going to be the ones that benefit them from the most. And I, I heard an interesting take on a, a show I was listening to before I, I, we hopped on the mic. And I think it's a good one. There's going to be, a, outside of like the big name guys that are in the Heisman running, that are on SportsCenter all the time, that are their highlight plays are being promoted, I think the, the true benefactors of the NIL stuff is going to be female athletes because if you just look at the sphere of influencers the most successful influencers out there are females there's it's just a fact yeah and you know the 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 varying reasons we can get into that we don't really necessarily need to but we all know why a lot more attractive females that are athletes and in very good shape have way more followers than guys do there's a pretty valid obvious reason for that so i i think there's going to be a lot of athletes on some of these various programs that have hundreds of thousands of followers that are going to make a ton of money just from posting on social media. I think that there's going to be a lot, a lot of benefit for some of these programs that don't necessarily generate revenue because they're, it's a a less focused sport, but because they have some more marketable personalities that are on TikTok, Instagram and all that stuff. It's the, uh, influencers annoy me, but athletes just making content is fine with me. Uh, but I, I don't know. I, I don't, you know me. I'm, I'm pretty much annoyed with people dancing for a uh, bunch of money, <laughs> people promoting this and that. But for an athlete, welcome to the club. And you will probably start annoying me too. But it'll just be not because you're an athlete doing it, but because it's an annoying sphere for dum-dums that will eat it up. But go and get your money because the dum-dums will eat it up. And sorry, me and Joe were just on a higher plane where we see how dumb people can be, uh, and but maybe we get suckered a little bit. Who knows? Who mm. cares? Stinks. Go make your money. Now I'm mad. I want that money. Give me that money. <laughs> Why? Because you can't dance? No, dude. I hate... Dude, I don't know. Even if I was the best dancer, I would not... That's like... It's like selling your soul. I can't sell out, Joe. I can't sell out. I just can't. We're going to get you to do it at some point. No, We're get you to no do dancing it. for me. That's just... It, no TikTok dancing. No, no trendy... Bullshit. Uh, I'm not doing it. Not doing it. Speaking of, of TikTok uh, dancing and trendy God. bullshit, can can we have a discussion about this K-State video? So that, l- lucky for these these buffoon. What was hack that transition? No, the video was hack. 
Oh. It's all hack, man. TikTok's give hack. Me, it's hack. Shit. We're hack. Everybody's hack. It, it, it is. It, TikTok can be corny at times. Um, I, the video I'm referencing, I tweeted it out if you haven't seen it. Uh, I think it was the K-State quarterbacks posted a, a video of them dancing to... Uh, who sings that song? Justin Bieber, baby. Yeah, it was, it was, it was Justin Bieber's song. What do you mean, who sings that? Uh I don't. I'm. You're not a real I, person. I, I, it's, you're not. You're it's an not alien on my from a different world, or you were built by your dad in his basement <laughs> with with Cybertronics. You're not I a real human Justin being. Bieber is. I, it's just not on my radar. It's not on my radar. But they posted this video of them in their full K State gear, embarrassing already, half dancing uh. to "Baby" by Justin Bieber, mm-hmm. which. Terrible song choice. Just horrendous song choice if you're going to do that. All of the kids in the shot look like the dudes that you, you, you know, the, the Gen Z influencers that, that, you know, that try to have like a big following and all that crap. Like the, the, the prototypical guys that you see. Uh, you know, relatively handsome, long hair kind of crap. Mm-hmm. It, and they're all half dancing in this video. I can only fathom... What the locker room was like the next day, based on the lashing that they received on Twitter, and I don't think some people realize what it's like in a locker room after you do some cringy, embarrassing shit the day after, or no, sorry, the day before. It all spreads. So, man. like, everybody knows. Yes, I don't like, and I tweeted this out. What do you think that scene was like in the locker room? Like, what do you think? It was at, you walk in the next day. You're those guys. You're walking up to your locker 5 a.m. for a workout after you did photos and you decided to re- record that ungodly video. What do you think it was like? These it's either they're shameless people who are doing a bit, and then you know they're shameless guys on the team, and then you just understand. Okay, well, there's no point in picking on them because they're kind of they're kind of goofy. Uh, you know, they they just do their own thing. Or there's corny dudes who will just get thrashed and thrashed and thrashed. And that would have not, it would have just been bewilderment. I, if I was on that team and I saw that, I would just, I, I wouldn't even make fun. I would just sit there like, we're a football team, man. What are we doing? <laughs> we play football. It's a hard sport. It's a, it's a manly sport. We're dancing. You're not dancing after a touchdown. You're dancing for like views and likes. How about you throw a 60-yard bomb for likes? That's what I get. That's what I want to see for my football player. I don't know. Is well, that old school? Simi- Am I a loser? Am I like a curmudgeon? No. I, no, I don't think you are. And it's very similar to what, what Devin Bush tweeted about if you have TikTok on your phone. <laughs> you, know what I liked? you know why I didn't mind Juju uh, doing his, uh, his TikTok stuff? Because he was dancing on the other team's logos, which is kind of disrespectful. The other stuff... It's incredibly disrespectful. What are you which, talking which about? I can, which I can dig. But whenever it's like just doing it to do it... I'm out. I'm out. Can't I can't get on board. I just cannot get on board with that. It is corny and it is not football. And I uh, know we want yeah. these players to be as multidimensional and we did podcasts and we did corny stuff and you know embarrassed ourselves, but we I feel like most well, like of my embarrassment even, was suffered on the field by getting put on my neck or something or getting a holding call. Right. And like we we occasionally got some you know, people trying to be smart asses about the podcast, and I mean, it was more—it was more friendly. People saying like, "Oh, when am I coming on? When when can I hop on?" Because it kind of turned into that, right? But I—I'm I, trying to draw on like an example that might be similar to this. It, it's one of those things where like you, if five thirty, 
5.30 in the morning, everybody's dead tired. Yeah. No one has any energy. But you do something like that the day before, everyone on the internet's talking about it, or just enough people on campus are talking about it. Guys will go from no energy to full energy lighting your ass up. It'll <laughs> wake like, you up. I, how do you get through? You can't get through a lift without the strength coach bringing that up. No. I don't know how you get through like a seven on seven without your quarterback coach bringing that up. You won't do all you that dancing. You couldn't get anything start dancing done. In the pocket, you know. Oh get my god! Yeah, you. Oh my god! You throw you throw a pick. Oh my god! I could hear that stuff now. Or you know, you get knocked on your ass. Just embarrassing. Yeah, I don't. I'd be. I, I don't know. I've done. I work on another project where I've done some things that are rather embarrassing. But that's within the share realm that, of a, share what that project is. No, that's within the realm of me uh, being a performer on the microphone as a host or a co-host or whatever producer, whatever I would, my label is. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, maybe I'm playing a whore. character. At, what, what was that? I said whore. Oh, what did you think I called you? Never mind. Sounded something. Something sounded familiar. I thought you were airing me out. <laughs> what do you think that? I said. I called you a whore. Yeah, what do you think that word rhymes with? So when it was muffled, I thought you were airing me. <laughs> I don't know what I don't know what that rhymes with. You gotta tell me off air. I don't know what you're referring to. Suck. You gotta understand your environment, is all I'm saying. You know? You gotta I understand said, what you're representing at this current moment. And and I feel like a lot of athletes forget that they're representing the school and the football team. It's a football yeah, team, go, man. <laughs> if you're in a frat, go do that corny shit. Don't don't dance in the locker room with your uniform on. It's, uh, we, uh, it's trust me. We danced on the field. We had a ton of fun dancing. It was it was music's playing. You're warming up. You're getting ready. It's a little different, you know, because you're getting juiced it's up to play football. Different. You're not getting. You're not doing it to to perform a dance. I'm just right. trying. I'm trying to figure out all the counter arguments that that uh, mouth breathers would bring at us. You know, I, I'm just thinking, oh, what? You guys you go Instagram live in the locker room? Yeah, that's to talk shit to the other team. <laughs> what? Oh, you guys are on tweeting and you talk about, uh, yeah. It's still as an athlete represented. You know, we're talking some, you know, if we're, if we're saying it's inspirational stuff, we're talking corny uh, stuff like that, like, oh, they can't hold me down. And, you know, that's still not as corny as, as what the hell this, what this video was. And, if it's a bit, it's a bit, and it's funny because I think that the one quarterback looks like Justin Bieber, and it's probably an inside joke with the team, and it's all just a bit, I'm sure. But it's not a bit of a team that, that I can really. I don't. I don't consider that to be a I bit. I think it's all I a don't, bit. I don't think that was a bit. I think that was circumstantially the biggest pretty boys on any team is always the quarterbacks or the kickers. I think that you sit, you know, you're in the locker room. One of them pulls out the phone, doesn't say anything to the other guys, starts dancing, and guys, oh, dance along, dance along. Like I think it's one of those goofy things because you, you know, you post something like that, it either breaks the internet in a good way or you get clowned on the way that they did. Yeah, it doesn't seem like a positive. It seems like just about a lose lose. Maybe you pick up some followers from, I don't know. I, oh, I I'm know. sure they it's did. Just... There's tons of girls out there that probably went and followed them because, uh, you know, just the general them generally being attracted to them mm-hmm. i can guarantee that but you lose a lot of guy followers at the same time you, you at least lose a little respect oh a ton of respect oh, i have i don't know any who any of those guys are i have no respect for them one of them could win the heisman and i will still not have respect for them. it's i mean it's, i'm sure there's just funny and they're having fun but sometimes you got to put the, the you got to remember that you're playing football i feel like and trust me 
We are we we did clown things also. Clowns. Mm-hmm. Clowns. But it's still football at the end of the day, right, Joe? It is football at the end of the day. About. All right, everybody. This was get to the point. I am Sean Anderson. That's Joe DeLeon. Jake Fires out in Montana saying it's not New Mexico or something. Still captioning with rum ham. We miss him dearly and we we love him. And that's all that we need to say about it. There's no commitment stuff because last month has been on me. I had a big month and maybe one day I'll tell you about it. But it's all good. Jody Leone, your Twitter is at Jody Leone. My Twitter is Sanderson Radio. The show Twitter is at GTTP Podcast. Uh, I guess you can follow uh, our. No, no, he stopped running the Twitter. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna give that a plug. Oh, who, Mitch? Yeah. Oh, we weren't getting anything from it anyway, so. Alrighty, this is the show. How the hell do we send this thing off? It's not have a good rest of you. Do we insult the, the, the listeners? Sorry, it's been a while. Um, eat shit and fuck off. That's good for good enough for me. Alright. <laughs> eat shit and fuck off. We like our phone and we never fight.